Hey everyone, Nurse Keith here. I'm here to share some exciting information with you that I have a new podcast out and it is ready for your listening pleasure. It's called 21st Century Nursing. It's a new podcast brought to you by a partnership between me and Aspen University, a school that I've collaborated with over the years. It focuses on the forces shaping the evolution of our noble profession, as well as change makers and trailblazers and troublemakers and innovative people who are doing awesome stuff to propel our profession into the future. I have some amazing high profile guests lined up for you, and I'd like to share episode one with you right here, right now. It's with Dr. Bonnie Clipper, the number one nurse influencer on LinkedIn. She's a nurse futurist, a nurse visionary, and Bonnie waxes poetic about how nurses can leverage new technologies, including virtual reality and mixed reality and augmented reality to advance their careers. Lots of other guests are coming, and I can't wait to get your feedback on 21st Century Nursing. Please subscribe on whatever app you use, rate and review the show. As soon as you give it a listen, give me a thumbs up, thumbs down, however many stars you would like. Let us know what you think of 21st Century Nursing. Share in my excitement, and I hope you enjoy episode one with Dr. Bonnie Clipper. Welcome to season one of 21st Century Nursing and Aspen University podcast with your host, Nurse Keith. 21st Century Nursing focuses on the forces shaping the evolution of nursing, how to create an amazing career, as well as the change makers, trailblazers, and innovators who are propelling the profession into the future. Our high profile guests are expert nurses and nursing leaders doing important and meaningful work in the world. And we deliver stories inspiration and career advice for pre-nursing students, active nursing students, and seasoned nurses seeking fresh ideas and a new view of what nurses and the nursing profession are capable of. If you're proud to be a member of the most trusted profession in the United States, or you're looking forward to joining our ranks, then this podcast belongs right between your ears. If you're ready to broaden your definition of nursing in the new millennium and learn strategies and skills to empower and uplift your career, let's dive right in. And today's guest is my friend and colleague, Dr. Bonnie Clipper, a nurse futurist, international speaker, and a nationally recognized thought leader in building cultures of innovation and Bonnie, it's so good to have you here in our inaugural episode. Thanks for being here. Keith, I am so excited to be on the number one first podcast that you're doing for this series. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And Aspen University is excited too. And, you know, you've been on my podcast several times, the Nurse Keith Show, and I'm always fascinated by what you have to say. And I follow you on LinkedIn because you're a top influencer there and you have a lot to share and people listen to what Bonnie Clipper says. So today I really want to talk about emerging technologies, what you're seeing out there, and especially the roles that nurses can potentially play in that space. And I know there's a lot happening and people are curious and they're like, okay, so how would I gain a foothold in this place? Like, what do I what do I do? How do I do it? And I think in the aftermath of this worst part of the pandemic, I hear from a lot of nurses and they're looking for 
you know, creative avenues in their profession and they want to do something different. And I don't blame them for wanting to do something different. So in this regard, what are some of the top trends you're seeing in terms of where nurses can take themselves if they're really psyched about technology? Great, great question, Keith. So, you know, first off, I think it's important to know that once you're a nurse, you really are always going to be a nurse. And this is a superpower that we have because we are trained so differently than other professions. We have a fantastic sense of the world because we are very good at assessing. We can really figure out situations and critically think and problem solve through them, no matter the location. And if you're in direct care nursing practice, whether you're in a clinic or whether you're in the hospital, we have an amazing sense of pulling pieces together and figuring out what next, what to do. So that skill set is highly sought after and translatable to a lot of technology, informatics, and other work that is going on these days. And it's important to remember that our nursing roots are actually one of the things that make us so valuable in these different roles. So I think it is important for all everyone, all listeners, all of us to remember that that really is a, it has a street value that people that are not nurses don't understand. And that really does allow us to contribute in a very different way. When you think about people who are um, nurses, whether you're in leadership or whether you have direct patient care experience, what is unique about that is your view of the world and your skill set and competencies. So when you think about how you can apply that, as nurses, we've never had more opportunities available to us. And, and in fact, that is one of the, the things that is behind seeing this turnover right now in, in nursing is that, as, as you mentioned, direct care is hard. Mm-hmm. Our systems are broken. Our processes are broken. Things are hard. So for nurses, the opportunity to find a venue that is outside of the realm of direct patient care is really cool. It's novel. It's really starting to grow and take hold. And we are seeing nurses move outside of direct patient care into other roles, whether it's something with a Google or an Amazon or telehealth companies, insurance companies via telehealth or quality, we are seeing nurses have more opportunities than ever before. Some of those that are really amongst the more, what I would say, techie are potential opportunities to move into um, AR and and VR. Um, And certainly, I think we, do you want us to take a minute to explain some of these things as we go through them, Keith? Yeah, let's do that. So VR, a lot of people might know what that means. It's virtual reality, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. So virtual reality is our ability to create a contrived and synthetic world. So applications that we will see in nursing and virtual reality are evolving very quickly. And already what's emerging is the use case And use case means how would you use this thing, right? So the use case for VR 
that really is bubbling to the top right now is around nursing education, orientation, and onboarding. And if you can imagine what that looks like, we have uh, several studios out there that literally create a fake environment for patient care. And then the nurse has to go through the scenario and think about what the right steps are as well as problem solving on the fly to apply their knowledge and competence to get through these scenarios in a successful way. It's virtual, it's fake. It is what we call a failure safe environment because if you can imagine applying virtual reality and ACLS allows nurses to run code situations over and over and over without ever putting their hands on a real patient or harming mm -hmm. anyone, right? So it's failure safe. It allows us to grow and develop. So VR is an area that is growing. AR, which is augmented reality, it's just if you took the real world and if you were to look through your phone, through your camera, you would see your office or your unit or Apartment that you're in right now, or even your home, and you would get a sense of the real world. And then oftentimes in AR, there is sort of an overlay of either wayfinders or measurements or markers or something. So it's current world with markers or information um, ads that are overlaid into that. Again, the same thing holds true for nurses and that if we were to apply AR and VR, and I'm going to confuse everyone by saying, if you mix these two things, they are typically called MR, mixed reality. Mm -hmm. The opportunity for nurses is to work with some of these new companies uh, to help add reality and make sure that the scenarios are true to form, not that they're... Um, cartoony or a, or a comedy of errors, if you will, but rather very much true to the real world. And I would give you a comparison here. The comparison is very often what you would see in movies when they hire a nurse or a physician to make sure that the actions of the nurse or the actions of the physician are real world things. They're not completely out of left field. So when you think about technology, there is a growing, growing market for the use of AR and VR, whether it's nursing education, whether it's orientation, and we are orienting lots of nurses because we are seeing them leave on the back end. So this is a technology that would benefit from nurses having their hand in. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about augmented reality, I picture something like Pokemon Go, where, you know, people are running around the world chasing these creatures that are layered on top of the real world, right? And I'm sure it's going to be a lot more robust than what people were experiencing playing a game like that. But it's it's the same notion that something is layered on top of the world that you're actually in. And you were saying like markers or other types of, I don't know what they would be, enhancements to the real world that will help you do your job, right? And you are spot on. Pokemon Go is actually the best example of AR. Oh, so cool. Okay, I wasn't play, too far off. Thank you. No, you're spot on, Keith. Brilliant. <laughs> so if you play Pokemon Go, that is AR. So it takes into consideration your current world because you look through the camera and then you see a Powerball or a Pokemon or a Pikachu go by. 
that is AR. So it supplements your real world. So mm-hmm. it augments reality. That's what AR is. And then VR is contrived. When we blend them, it's mixed reality. And yeah. again, nurses, so much we can bring to that, whether it's the design, the development, the testing. Nurses quite often are left out of technology development. And this is where we have the opportunity to infuse more of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what I hear someone out there listening, thinking to themselves, or they're yelling at the screen because they're like, or the phone, because they're they want us to answer question. They're saying, okay, so do I need to get a master's degree in um, innovation technology? Do I need to pursue a PhD so that I look attractive to an employer who's in the tech field? You know, or can my bachelor's degree or master's in nursing suffice? And are there actual jobs that I could apply for and I could learn this stuff on the go? So a brilliant point because so much of this is literally evolving daily. Mm -hmm. Um, First thing you do when you're interested in something like this is do not look for jobs that say nurse. Okay. There aren't jobs that say nurse, right? So instead, yet, instead, you have to lurk under tech listings, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you are a coder, that's a coder skill set. And what's going to differentiate you is the fact that you are a nurse. If you are an engineer, that is your competence. And the fact that you may also be a nurse, brilliant, because now that gives you a very different view of the world. And people reach out to me on LinkedIn all the time. I did have someone reach out that is a nurse that did go for um, to become an engineer so that she actually could be much more involved with software platforms. Uh, design, right? If you're a designer or a um experience, UX, right? User experience designer. And you also have nursing as a background. That is a way to differentiate yourself. And it makes you incredibly valuable as you think about applying that skill set to companies that are creating products that they are going to utilize in healthcare. Okay. That's great. And if people are thinking, okay, well, coding, I don't know anything about coding. Is that something that nurses interested in this particular world might want to consider like taking a class or getting a certification or should they do their research first and see what these types of employers are looking for and then think, okay, now I'm going to mold myself in the image of what they're looking for. Um, I think you can almost take some parallel processes. I think you can do some research And there are some amazing free educational products out there to help you get a sense of, is this what I want to do? Before you jump into a complete program and say, I'm ready now to invest the time and resources into becoming a coder, becoming a developer, becoming an engineer. So some of this is good to get a sense of what that work looks like to be sure that it's a good fit for your skills and and what your career path is. Okay. Because we know there are master's degrees. We know there are doctoral programs in nursing informatics, nursing informatics leadership, healthcare informatics, things like that. So those are options. Those are places people can decide to plunk down their money and blood, sweat, and tears if they want to pursue 
degrees or certifications. And you're saying that we, it's, it's best to do the research, gather the data, do an assessment of the field out there and find out what is really necessary. Because I don't want to encourage people to go out and spend money on things that maybe they don't need to in order to get a job like this. And, you know, there's also, there's robotics, there's, um, there's AI, which is everywhere now. I mean, when you talk to Siri on your phone, that's AI. And then there's something you introduced me to, which is predictive analytics and natural language processing. So are those things we're going to start seeing, or are you already seeing it out there in terms of nurses' career options and what might be coming? Yeah, you know, those things are already out there. So we've been using AI in healthcare now for several years, and it continues to grow in terms of the value it brings to us. And we're starting to focus on the value it brings to us in nursing practice, right? That's not really a conversation we've had very robustly. We are starting to look at that. I actually was just on a call before this one, and it is a hot topic right now amongst informaticists, informaticians, Mm -hmm. to really understand um, the data, the depth of the data, how to use big data and analytics to inform some of these AI and predictive analytics models. So we have a tremendous opportunity for nurses to become more involved with machine learning and building these analytic models because this is healthcare. This is where we are going. So as many of us know, AI is going to help us customize care we hear about some of these really amazing outcomes that we're seeing um, in oncology. I read an article yesterday and it was around rectal cancer and it had talked about, there was a very small controlled study and it was around some uh, genomics work. And essentially, I'm not recalling the percentage, but the majority of patients in this study had a hundred percent cure rate Hmm. based on this particular treatment. And the treatment was a matter of analyzing their gene sequence, their genomics, and then matching it to very, very specific and customized treatments, which allowed them to have 100% cure rate. That's incredible. That is amazing. And that's predictive analytics, right? That's PA, right? It's a lot of, it's some of these things are intertwined, to be honest with you, because they're going to use artificial intelligence and do the machine learning, the analytics part of it, and it can predict where we're going in the future, right? So Mm -hmm. some of these treatments, oftentimes there's kind of a a marriage or a blurring of some of these things together. Uh, This is where I think nurses, again, add value because we understand what is underpinning a lot of these clinical therapies or patient conditions. And this is what makes us unique. Now, to your point earlier, I'm not sure I would run out and get a, a PhD in AI. Yeah. However, I feel like this is, if someone's interested in it, this is an opportunity to do some research to figure out, is this something you like? Do you feel like you can make a contribution? And what might be the minimum hurdle to climb over to test this out to see if you like it before you really invest a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in it? Mm-hmm. And in my work, in my coaching, on my podcast, in my writing, I often talk about 
you know, you want to gather data. It's the first step of the nursing process. You always want to do an assessment before you go out and just like plunk down your money or decide you're going to do something before you really know that that's what's the situation. So we start with assessment. And one of the ways is doing research, like you said. And part of that research from my perspective is do some informational interviews, like find really cool people like Dr. Bonnie Clipper on LinkedIn and reach out and say, hey, can I pick your brain for 15 minutes? Because I have a couple questions for you about this particular area of nursing innovation. And I think a lot of people are really interested in talking about the things they love, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Who doesn't like talking about that? Yeah. So I always recommend people do their research and gather information and reach out to those who are in a space you're interested in. Maybe you can even shadow them for half a day and talk to them about what their job is like. And you never know. You never know what can come of a connection like that. And you might realize, oh my gosh, this is something I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. Or you realize, wow, this is so exciting. I would get a PhD in this tomorrow because it's so cool. And to go back a second, I mentioned this other concept, which is newish to me as well, which is natural language processing. Does that have more to do with documentation in healthcare? Yeah. So here's the irony. Natural language processing is a very fancy way of saying transcription. So you and I have been around long enough that we remember the old transcriptionists that literally Mm -hmm. you would dictate into a telephone. There was a room full of people that would listen and type it out way back when they actually produced a piece of paper and the people with all the little rubber things on their fingers used to come around, flip through them and put them in the charts. Imagine that. Then it moved to transcription that occurred telephonically and happened to be produced as a document that was just magically uploaded in your EHR. Natural language processing is sort of the next evolution of that. Physicians have been using this for 10 years. So there's a couple products. Probably the most common one is Dragon Dictation. Now it's called Nuance. Now Microsoft actually owns this company. Um, This has been used by physicians for a very, very long time. So it already exists. The, The questions are coming fast and furious about why don't we use this in nursing to simplify the documentation burden since it already exists and it's been proven. So there are organizations that are studying this right now to really understand what's the time saving, what's the efficiency and productivity enhancement, is the documentation output better, or if you can speak a note faster than you can type a note, are you rambling and therefore giving us kind of a lot of crud? Mm -hmm. So really trying to understand what natural language processing does for us. It is very highly likely that in the next couple couple of years, this will become something that is literally deployed everywhere as a way for nurses to narrate their notes, which should make things quicker. You can see that it does represent a little bit of an educational opportunity for us, right? Because we don't want rambly, worthless notes. We want good, concise helpful notes. Yes. So not only does that mean training of our incumbent nurses, that means starting way back in the pipeline, which is nursing school. Mm -hmm. Tremendous opportunities for nurses to be involved with this technology as well. 
Yeah, that's really exciting. And speaking of being involved with technology, so when I first met you, you were the vice president of innovation at the American Nurses Association. Right. And then you're you're now the founder and managing director of a healthcare innovation consulting company. And you're a doctorally prepared nurse. You know, you're you have a terminal degree and you've been around the block a bunch of times. And then you consult with Wambi. They're a health technology company. You're the chief clinical officer. And then you speak and you write and you podcast and all those different things. And you've been involved with the American Academy of Nursing, Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, all, all those different organizations that are on the cutting edge. So for someone out there, as we wind down here, who looks at someone like you and they're like, okay, so Bonnie has carved a career path for herself through the clinical space and then into this, you know, higher level education, terminal degree, consulting. What are some of the initial steps other than what you and I've talked about that a nurse can do when they're interested in these areas? We talked about talking with people, doing informational interviews, reading articles, you know, kind of putting their finger on the pulse of what's happening. Are there any other like very specific steps you'd recommend someone take if this really piques their curiosity? Yeah, I think there's a, a couple things. Your listeners certainly are more than welcome to um, follow me on LinkedIn and let me know they're following me, that they're listeners of yours, because I can share back with them um, some of the things that I read and find value in. I also think it's important for us as nurses to not just talk to nurses. It's really important to lift your head up and look around at what's going on in the entire healthcare ecosystem talk to technology people, talk to physicians, talk to other disciplines, learn what's going on in other industries, because that's where we're going to find the change and transformation that we need to bring back into healthcare. I also think it's crazy important for people to find the table they want to sit at and figure out what is it going to take you to be at the table and have your voice heard. Whether that means getting a different degree, whether that means joining a different association, professional organization, learning content, learning knowledge, but you have to figure out how to share and make an impact. Okay. So you're in, to borrow a phrase from earlier, you're augmenting what we already shared, which is you're saying that you have to go a little deeper if you're really interested here. And there probably are some people at various points in their careers, we might have a pre-nursing student listening who's like, oh my gosh, right, I wanna really hop on this. They might be 20 years old and they're totally into technology. They're digital natives, right? They were born with this technology and they're totally excited about seeing what they can do in healthcare and nursing in this regard, or they might be someone closer to my age, you know, in their fifties who maybe have some facility with computers and tech and they're not shy about, you know, they don't feel like they're going to break the internet if they try something and they want to see if, okay, so what could I do in these last 10 to 15 years of my career outside the clinical space where I could make a contribution, make a decent living and do something fascinating. So it sounds like to me, and I think, I, I hope you would agree that there's there's room for everyone along the kind of nursing lifespan if they wanted to dip their toe. Is that correct? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think we all have a responsibility to create an ecosystem, not an echo chamber. Don't keep talking Hmm. to who likes your ideas, right? You got to get out there and understand the good and the bad of your ideas and of other people's ideas. I love that. So we're all responsible for creating an ecosystem, not an echo chamber. And nursing can be its own big echo chamber. So I think your advice to look outside the profession and talk to people outside the profession is smart because there's so much cross-pollination happening. And innovation has to happen in concert with people in the innovation space outside of healthcare, right? I mean, that's just the way it works. Absolutely. And there's tremendous opportunity that we have as nurses that no one else has. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Bonnie. And it's great to have you here for the inaugural episode of 21st Century Nursing. And I it's always a privilege and an honor to talk with you. And we could do another hour and a half or two hours here, you know, no sweat. But this is our first little little salvo in terms of talking about these kind of innovations and what's happening out there. And I hope this just whetted the appetite of a couple people out there who were like, oh yeah, I want to learn more and I'm going to follow Bonnie on LinkedIn. So people will be able to find you on LinkedIn. There'll be some stuff in the show notes. And I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Uh, it's my honor. And keep doing the stuff you're doing, Keith. It's important to get the word out and help nurses advance their careers. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this first inaugural episode of 21st Century Nursing. We hope today's show moved the needle for you, even in some small way. And we hope that you'll keep coming back for more of this audio awesomeness that we have in store for you. If you'd like to do us a solid and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen, that would be amazing. And if you want to share the show with your friends and colleagues, we definitely appreciate that too. And if you have any suggestions or comments about the show, you can contact us through Aspen's social media feeds to give us a little feedback or even a pat on the back. Please see the show notes for information and resources related to this episode and information for how to find our esteemed guest, the amazing and inimitable Dr. Bonnie Clipper. Anyway, it's been great to be with you today and we're sending our very best from the good folks at Aspen University and also, of course, from yours truly, Nurse Keith here in beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Bonnie Clipper, where are you calling in from? Austin, Texas. Beautiful Austin, Texas. Thank you, Bonnie. Take care of yourselves, everyone. Do good work in the world. Join us again right here on 21st Century Nursing from Aspen University. Mm -hmm.